welcome people, welcome people to another Wednesday session of Pipelines Through the Gram. Um, as I wait for people to come and join today's session, I want to introduce who, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, you're everything. I want to introduce the two guests today. What's up, Rook? I want to introduce to you to two, the two guests today, Elizabeth Ebo. She's a fourth year, just like myself. She mastered to orthopedic surgery. A brief about Elizabeth. I met Elizabeth um, during um, our interview trail at Howard, and ever since then, you know, we've been we've been all up to date and things like that. She's uh, definitely an influential individual. Um, you don't see a lot of women in orthopedics and black at that. So today, I tried to bring. Two great women that I know doing ex- 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 exceptional. Um, the second person is Esther Luo. I went to undergrad with Esther and um, was involved in Nigerian Student Association. We grew up in college and she's now practicing as a dentist. So let me just brief a little bit before I get to the interview with Elizabeth. Um, I'm going to just share with y'all my day today. Um, just a little brief before we get to it. Um, today I woke up and, you know, I was clustered in my mind about my plans. You know, I try to remain positive, but today was a different day in the hospital. Like I had so many different things pulling me. Right. So let me just, let me just share with y'all a, a, a message. Right. So a few days ago, I woke up in the morning, you know, everybody else is a four fear right now. They're probably just chilling. No one is re- really rotating this late. And, you know, so me, I'm still hustling. You know, I'm still hustling. So, you know, I have to push past, you know, the mindset of, like, taking a break. So I woke up in the morning. What's up, Esther? I woke up in the morning, and I wanted to send a text message to uh, one of my uh, co-students um, and just be like, hey, man, I think I'm sick. I mean, I wasn't really feeling good. I only had three hours of sleep. But I, t- I got up. I told myself, listen, I got to have some integrity and push through so i show up and this 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 one lady on the fifth floor this one particular unit um this is one on the, on this particular unit and you know she she looked nice so i was like let me go holler at her you know long story short um i get to talking to this lady and uh elizabeth i'm gonna add you soon i get to talking to this lady and it went from talking to being connected to uh, uh, one of the, she said she knew the superintendent of Hoboken um, ISD, and I told her I do motivational speaking, and she connected, she connected uh, um, me to her, and she's allowing, she, they're gonna allow me to come and speak to the young boys in the Hoboken region, and why this is so powerful is you know communication is key, and today was another event. I went back to the same lady to share with her, you know, my mindset and what's bothering me. I mean, we, we chatted and everything, um, and great things happened. You know, I ended my day, and this is the main message right here. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever your plans are, you know, um, put it into prayers. You know, I know things might be tough right now. Sometimes a lot of things can be drawing you left and right. But put in put into pay, uh, prayers and know that you know whatever is your duty or where you're supposed to go in life, you're gonna end there, and 
don't get too frantic. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your ground. Sometimes you start going crazy. I definitely had a crazy day, not environmentally, but up here. But anyways, let's get going. Let me add Elizabeth. Hopefully she's still here. There she go. Elizabeth. And then Esther, I'm going to add you after Elizabeth. So let's get going. So everybody, welcome. This is Elizabeth. No, 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 no. Call her Dr. Epo, orthopedic surgeon. You know, oh, she got her hair. Hello. Let's see. Let's see. I yeah, see sorry. You. Oh, wow. I, I see never, never done this before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is how we do. This is how we cover. What's up? How you doing? Okay. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Tell me about your day. What's up? What's, what happened today? What's going on? Um, Actually, it's pretty interesting. I'm done with rotations now, and I decided to help my mom out. Well, actually give her a gift. A word? So um, I do in the kitchen now. So I got her a new stove. I put in the new stove, put in the new sink. Uh, I'm uh, you put hold on, the, hold on. You put it in. You 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 did the handiwork. Yeah, I'm with a big surgeon. I can use Let's power see. tools in people that? and outside of people. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Hey man, I'm excited. You you doing the graduation party? Yeah. yeah. When? June 9th. In uh in Garland, Texas. Well, not actually Garland. Sorry, Dallas, Texas. So if y'all are in the area, feel free to join. You know that's the day I'm actually doing my uh ceremony here. It's a very popular day for uh graduation no parties. Worries. I got you. I got you. I'm gonna tell my sister. You like meat pie? I love meat pie. I'm gonna tell my sister to make you a pan of meat pie and present. Where, where's it? Where's it gonna be at? Uh, uh what was it? Af- All African Affairs in Plano. Okay. okay. African. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get to it. This is actually being recorded right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. That's how we're Hello, doing everybody. it today. That's how we're doing it. Okay. So, Hello, Elizabeth, tell me briefly about yourself. Uh, you want the beginning of time? Uh, the beginning of time. Hey, give us the story. <laughs> My parents are from Nigeria, West Africa. Um, I born and raised in Wichita, Kansas. I'm the youngest of three siblings. Two older sisters are doctors. One is a dermatologist and one is a family medicine. Uh, we moved to Dallas, Texas, actually specifically Garland, Texas, uh, 11 years ago. And I've been going to school here. Went to Prairie View A&M University, Go Panthers, HBCU. And then went to the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston, Texas for medical school. Did a lot of things with global health and um, um, playing sports. And then now I'm here doing orthopedic surgeon Wonderful. at St. Louis University starting July 1st. What's, hold on, what sports did you play? I played volleyball, I do CrossFit, did a little bit of field from like shot put, and mostly volleyball and CrossFit. <laughs> but I just, I recently just saw you doing cultural dances and I was like, she dances. So yeah. tell me, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I dance, I dance, but I retired now. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> I so, used, that was the way I made money in high school, uh, was dancing at uh, weddings and graduations word. and uh, other conventions nice yeah and i did in college a little bit and i did one dance in med school i even danced for my school but then since then uh, i haven't danced yeah so why did you choose medicine chose medicine to be honest it was kind of um i was around medicine my siblings did medicine and then i went to a magnet medical high school and then realized because i tried to get away from medicine and then at the medical my medical magnet school i realized i really liked medicine because we were doing a lot of things with HOSA. I'm not sure if people are familiar with HOSA, Health Occupation Students of America. And we did competitions, and I realized I was good at it. So then I said, let me just do pre-med and see if I still like it. Did pre-med, still liked it. Took the MCAT, got into med school. And then, I mean, nothing's changed my mind ever since. Nice. 
So give us a little um, um, background about your education. Education, um, like high school, college. Yeah, whatever's interesting that you feel like, you know, can pathway to some, you know, show somebody a particular pathway that you took. Okay. I just, I was talking to my mom about this. Uh, like, I feel like I was given my opportunities or given the opportunities by, by fate. Um, I, when I moved to Texas, I didn't know anything about the school in here because in Kansas we only have one med school. And coming to Texas, we had nine at the time, and now we have more med schools. And I went to a medical magnet high school, and I had great, great, great teachers. And they gave me opportunities. They gave me an internship at Baylor Heart Hospital, got paid for it um, just to deliver blood and to follow surgeons around. And then I also worked at UT Southwestern all in high school, all through opportunities that my professors or high school teachers gave me because I was in the medical magnet. So that helped me with my volunteer hours in medicine. And uh, when I went to Prairie A&M on scholarship, I was in, in the um, um, the pre-medical academy. We have it's a special um, program that we have at Prairie View that many people don't know about, where you get money and you get um, scholarship money from the state to study for the MCAT. And you take special MCAT courses and um, you have a center just dedicated to you. So you, I think there's like 12 students each year that they take. And you are you basically have all these resources to study for the MCAT and go to medical school. It's awarded by the state because we want more diversity in medicine, and so that helped a lot. And I also was in GAMP. I can't like I can't not say thank you to GAMP. I'm not sure if many people are familiar with it. It's called Joint Admission Medical um, Program. It's I applied my first year of undergrad and I got in. And basically, you have guaranteed admission into any Texas medical school which is great because it, most people like that's like that's a dream come true. Only thing is you have to maintain a certain GPA and get a certain MCAT score. And if you do those two things, you have automatic admission to any Texas medical school. But there's some stipulations where you have to interview at all schools and the school has to like you and you have to like them, but you have admission into one medical school. And then, um, and I got into medical school. I got into my top choice of UTMB in Galveston and, uh, there, I got into some programs that did global health. That really helped me. That broadened my eyes. It also um, made me it made me realize I wanted to do orthopedic surgery. And so I went to Uganda my first summer, and then I went to I just came back for Ecuador for my next um, global health rotation. And also, I was in Nth Dimensions. I can't not say thank you to Nth Dimensions and Dr. Brian Simpson Mason is the pipeline program I'm in for orthopedic surgery. And that pipeline program basically gave you the resources, connections, and the guidance to get into orthopedic surgery. I don't think I would have gotten in without Dr. Mason, the director, her help. So that's another great program. And I probably have more that I forgot, but I feel like I was given opportunities by people, and that's the way I got into medicine. I know I could have done it by myself. Well, maybe I could have done it by myself, but I feel like it was much easier or it was guaranteed pathway to success by having these mentors and the opportunities that I was given. So what I so what I'm getting from you know your journey is the fact that you know it can be done, but you have to network. Mm-hmm. You have to you know you have oh, to yeah. understand and find these programs that can you know assist you further down the road. Especially mm-hmm. you know it's very very competitive. You know you know trying mm-hmm. to get to these positions. So next question: What hardships do you feel like you faced so far to get to this point? Hardships. Um, my first one will be my father. He passed away when I was, a, um, my first week of undergrad and that was very difficult. Uh, well, he didn't, um, actually he didn't pass away. He had a stroke the first week and then he passed away, uh, four months later and it was very difficult. I should have, I was deciding whether or not to take time off or if I should 
um, go to a university that's closer to my family. And it was just very difficult because I came home every weekend driving from Prairie View back to Dallas, four-hour drive every weekend to see my family. But it made me a stronger person because I felt I was able to do that, take care of my dad and help my mom out at home and still do well in school. Um, I mean, there's nothing else that I think was, can be more difficult than that. So that was my strongest, my hardest hardship that I faced other than studying for step, other than, um, other than like just rotations every day, but having to balance, um, family stress and school stress, especially my first week of school was very difficult. Sorry to hear about that. Um, I know your dad is very, very proud. You know, he's (laughs) smiling down and, you know, very, very happy that you kept going and you never stopped. So with that, what sacrifices did you make for medicine? Sacrifices? Jeez. Uh, I feel like after I look back at the frivolous things of just going out and um, like when you see your friends who are not biology majors, who are not pre-med majors, they are not having to study as much, not having to always um, network, not having to always watch, not well, they maintain their composure on social media. I'm always feeling like one day I'll be a doctor. I can't post these things or I can't see being seen in public acting wild now. You know, so it's just, it's just I, I, I feel like time and always having to be professional was one thing I sacrificed. But as I look back, parties can come and go. Um, I mean, I don't really need to take a picture of me like cursing or holding a whole bunch of liquor bottles. But uh, now I'm pretty okay with those sacrifices. In college, I was upset. It's like, I want to go to this party. I want to not have to study. I, I want to travel and not have to be stuck in this room studying for the MCAT. But I don't look back. I mean, I don't remember the parties that I missed. Like, it's nothing. It's not even that serious. Hey, I, it, it pays off. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be in that operating room. You know, yeah. you know, doing 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 everything that you were, you know, dreaming about. So I'm definitely, hey, it, it's all worth it. Um, how so? How did you or how do you keep yourself motivated? You know, Ooh. through medical school. That's difficult because there's many times that I was crying or venting to my friends or ranting. It's I think that the gym it helps. It, I could find time, but I always feel like the time I'm in the gym, I should be studying. But um, I don't know, having that support system of people that you can just say how much you hate med school with who are also in the same situation. And we're like, okay, we all hit it together. I'm not alone in this. And that that actually was very helpful. Like my friends don't know how helpful they were because when you're in med school, you think you're going through it alone. Like you think that only you find this stuff hard. Only you, you think that you're overworked. But when you talk to your classmates, you realize that we're all going through this inventing I don't know people or just talking about the problems. I don't think we know how much like that helps us, helps our psyche. And that's one thing I wish more people would do. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's definitely what we all were trying to do, especially in that waiting period before, you know, you find <laughs> out, listen. <laughs> yeah, no, not knowing it's like, just like, it's, it's brutal. The stuff that, I mean, I, I don't know what year everybody's in, but. It hurts your mind to not, like, to, one, waiting for your scores. I think waiting for my board scores was, like, the worst anxiety I ever had, our step one, step two. And then, yeah, seeing if you match, that's another, that's a lot of anxiety because it's just like you have to wait this long for what? What are, what are they doing in this time frame exactly. that they can't just tell you yes or no? 
Hey, remember when I called you right before I took that uh, family man? I actually I passed yeah. that joint, so you know. Congrats! I'm not knew you passed. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm well, honest. I passed it by the bare minimum, you know. Oh, but, a pass, but, a pass. A pass is a pass. <laughs> but uh, so what advice added to the advice that you just gave? You know, to those that viewing, those who are thinking about medical school in mm. college you know, or anything else that has to, you know, an exam has to be taken before you apply, what advice you have for mm-hmm. them? If you really want, like, if you truly want to do medicine, it's worth it. Like, because I, you have to look at the end goal, because sometimes we always get stuck on looking, oh my gosh, this test is hard, oh, I have to pay for this, oh, I can't go out today. Just think about your goal. You want to be a doctor. This is just a mild stepping stone. Think about it in a year. That test won't mean anything to you. That would just be a test that you pass. I just, I realized that when I was in school, I kept on looking at today or tomorrow that, oh, I don't want to study today. Oh, this MCAT is hard. Oh, I don't want to do this. But I can't even remember these things. That was how many years ago that I took the MCAT when it was my biggest worry, biggest problem. And now I can barely even remember things like that in the past. Just look at your goal in the future. Look at your end goal. Look at where you want to be, make a vision board, and just know that this too shall pass. Whatever struggle you're going through today, whatever hardship you're going through today, it will pass, and you will be that doctor in no time. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and I guess you already kind of told us what the toughest period so far was in your journey. Um, aside from medicine, what do you do? A medicine? Well, I'm remodeling my mom's house. That's the craziest thing that I'm doing right now. I actually want to see that. I want yeah, to see I have, that. Yeah, I have proof. I didn't take that many before pictures, but I have after pictures. And want, my mom's my mom's so happy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, because I wasn't really given many opportunities to, um, like, be wild as a kid. So my parents said, you want to do something productive? And then I, I like to build things, and that's how I'm productive. Hey, listen. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. You know, actually, so let me share with you. All right, so... Let me, since we're already on this subject, right? <laughs> nah, actually, I will talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. Really? Okay. I mean, oh, I'm learning Spanish also. That's yeah. another thing. I went to Ecuador, and then, I mean, I'm not good yet, but I'm determined to better my Spanish, hopefully, yeah. before residency. So, and so, yeah. Yeah, tell us about that. You know, you told me, but tell them about that uh, trip, Ecuador trip. Yeah. Uh, Ecuador, um, learning medical Spanish and also shadowing in the clinic. Um Ecuador is actually very similar to the States. Uh, I was actually very cultural shocked when I went there. It was very, very, very similar to the States, opposed um, and different from my last trip to Uganda, where practicing medicine was completely different. But I enjoyed my time. I was with the host family. We still talk like, now that I'm here in my second family. I love I love my global health trips and definitely recommend everybody to do some type of travel, work abroad, volunteer abroad because it teaches you about yourself to get out your element, to get out your comfort zone, to see new things. And yeah, I would never change that experience for anything. And then we're done with the core part of, of the interview, but now I want you to tell these viewers, those who are aspiring to go into orthopedic surgery, I want you to, you know, you know, tell them everything you did from what your mindset was like from your step preparation, extracurricular that you needed to do, and um, how you approached to becoming a resident. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I actually, oh, how am I exactly learning Spanish? You can answer this one first. Uh, I took a medical Spanish course when I was in Ecuador, and then now I've bought some books, and I have a good website called Fluent U that I use, and then there's, uh, if I can remember the name of the books, I have some books that I got. One that I really like is Easy Spanish Step-by-Step. It's a little workbook, Um, but Fluent U is a video website that I love. Um, It just has a whole bunch of videos that are translated, so it's not even like studying. So I learned by, I learned by having a, a lecture like having standard lectures and also by just watching videos. So that's the way I do it for fun. It's just, oh, I want to watch a video. Let me make sure that um, it's in Spanish and has the translations in English. Uh, so it doesn't really feel like studying. It's like fluent you, uh, fluent and then the letter U.com. Um, Fluentu.com. Yeah. Right. And then some workbooks that you can find. Google any Spanish workbooks and Amazon will pop up the ones that are the best. I use Easy Spanish Step-by-Step. There's another thing called Accelerated Spanish Volume 1. But I haven't made it that far through the books yet. No, Fluent U with the U at the end. I'll this this, this uh, stupid uh, autocorrect uh, changed it. <laughs> dot com. Yeah. So f- uh, darn it. it sorry. So that's you fluent. Me, fluent. Yeah, yeah you, you did it correctly. Yeah, fluentu.com. Okay. okay. All right. And then you said my pathway to ortho. Your pathway. First, you got to make sure that you want to do ortho. I didn't know I wanted to do ortho until I went to Uganda when I saw the need for orthopedic surgeons abroad. Um, I think there was like a simple like distal radius fracture that needed just a, like a splint. And the doctor was gone taking his boards and... Uh, the patients had to drive, I think, seven more hours to find another orthopedic surgeon that was able to take care of them just for a splint. And I, I realized that I wanted to global, global health, so I said, if there's any orthopedic surgeons, why can't I be that orthopedic surgeon? And once I found out I wanted to do ortho, I contacted my school's ortho department and I said, hey, can I shadow so I can make sure that I really want to do this? And I shadowed. There was a, a female orthopedic surgeon that worked at my school at the time, and she... Um, like just took me in, put me in an OR and let me watch. And it's kind of difficult when you are a first year or sorry, I was a second year at the time, a second year when you don't really know people and there's no like formal um, mentoring program there. Um, But you still can get your face known. That's one thing that like, if anything, if anything you can do is at least let them know that you're interested. And so I started going to the ortho meetings from the school and um, I let the whole department know the, know my face and know that I was interested. I asked people, can I, um, I asked people if I could uh, um, do research with them. That's one big thing you really need to do is orthopedic research. Everybody has to do research. Um, even if it's, it, even if it's minute research, get your name on something. Um, at every interview I had, they asked me, oh, all right, do you have research? And uh, it doesn't have to be published, but at least you can talk about some type of research that you have is golden. Um, oh, boards, completely forgot about that one. Step one, step two. Uh, I literally um, locked myself away when I was studying for boards. I, I'm i a home studier and I study by myself. So one thing you need to learn is what type of studier are you? If you study in a library, don't change it up. Study in the library for boards. If you're a home studier, study at home. So um, I studied at home for, I think, six or I think six weeks I studied for uh, step one, um, like dedicated studying. But I originally started studying, would it be um, with, uh, I'm not sure, are people in med school in, in this chat? Yeah, they're in your list. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, I originally started, so second year, fall semester, I started, like, leisurely studying. Uh, I think I bought UWorld, or I was using bootleg UWorld at the time, um, and I started this thing called Kaplan Videos. Videos are key. I feel like videos teach you everything. And I'm a, definitely a visual studier, so I think I started Kaplan Videos, um, the 2014 version, they're on bootleg, I can send you the link. Uh, I started 2014 Kaplan Videos, I would say in October or September, maybe, and I went through two passes of it. It's literally, I think I think there's 71 videos, and each video is four hours. So I finished the first pass in the, in the fall semester, and I finished the second pass in the spring semester before my dedicated step studying. And that was a major, major part of studying for step one. Because the test is not about memorization, it's about conceptualization. You have to know what you're answering. You can't just memorize what was in first aid. Um, and first aid is a golden book, everybody needs to know first aid hand and, like hands down. But if you know why they wrote the words on the page, it'll make it so much easier instead of memorizing. So I recommend videos. I know there's newer videos out now that um, probably are better and more updated than Kaplan videos. Um, what else is another thing that I did? Uh, UWorld. UWorld. I think I did three passes of UWorld. UWorld is key. Like, I I can't, I can't, like, harp on how big UWorld is. Um, do that at least three passes of UWorld. And then um, I think when it was my dedicated, no, actually in March, I started doing, uh, uh, I started doing NVMEs every other week and then closer to my date, I think I did one every week. Uh, so basically my whole game plan was first aid, um, Kaplan, uh, sketchy. Sorry, I didn't tell you about sketchy micro. That's important. And uh, UWorld, um, the things were my things. Oh, Pat Doma also. I include those with my Kaplan videos. Uh, sorry if it wasn't the best uh, description of my study methods, but it no, worked. I, I, the picture was you definitely you gave you gave a good amount of good information on that. Yeah. Um, and then so basically that so so how about what about how did you approach uh, away rotations and that that part of the journey? Away rotations, yeah, that was actually. Not the best. Um, I mean, actually, I think it worked. I mean, it worked out in the end. So, exactly. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew. I just said I saw people ahead of me not matching to ortho, and they had great scores. I don't know if it was their personality or there's just too much competition. But one thing that I was I've noticed is that they were at very competitive schools for their away rotations. So I said, "What is the worst in me going to schools that aren't the?" the schools that everybody else goes to for a waste. Like, there's nothing, no problem in it. Like, no problem going to these places. Like, the worst that can happen is that I don't enjoy my time there, but I feel like I would have better, a better time to shine if I'm not against, like, nine other rotators or, like, that many other rotators. So I've heard places where they had 12 rotators, and I don't know how you can stand out when you have 11 other students who are trying to do surgeries and trying to meet the program director and um, the chairman all while you're there. Uh, so I chose three places, and uh, I chose one place that I... I I, I chose places that I kind of knew people. I chose Austin because I rotated out in Austin multiple times for other rotations. My school has a, a program or an agreement with Austin where we do some of our rotations in Austin. So I was very familiar with the area, and I knew some um, uh, I knew some physicians in other, other areas. And I also would have school student housing there because money is a big thing. And then I also chose Detroit because my sister's a 
resident out there for dermatology and uh, her her mentor knows surgeons there too, her mentor is a dermatologist. So, so that would be great. I already know some people in the department. And then I chose Howard because my have a family member that lives in Baltimore and was very close to D.C. And I said, I mean, I went to an HBCU undergrad. Why would I not want to go to Howard? So I did Howard as my last as my last uh, away rotation. And it worked out. I was really in between of ranking my places. But then my last interview was at St. Louis University. And something about that program made me want to take a leap of faith. Something happened on the interview. But, I mean, the day went great. And I never really heard the program before. I never really heard many people talk about it. But the interview, the pre-interview, uh, just my whole travel getting there, my whole travel living, like everything was just going so smoothly that it felt like I had to be there. Like there's just so many signs telling me that mm-hmm. I should go to this program. And I said, if I rank them really, really high and they take me, then I'm meant to be here. And they and did. Here, and you here. Yeah, yeah. So they, they said, I, ha- I have no doubt that you are going to do great things. I see it in you. You know, um, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very happy that you're somebody that is going to be able to, you know, a, a, a young kid is going to come in in emergency room, you know, playing in a, in a recess or something like that, has a distal radial fracture, you know, and, and, and you're going to do a tremendous job and that kid is going to become an orthopedic surgeon to be, you know, why? Because they're going to come in. Hey. And that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. So, everybody, this is Elizabeth. Make sure to, you know, if you have any further questions and you're interested, don't hesitate. Um, yeah. Hit her up. Message her. Um, she's busy, but, you know, she'll get to you. You know, she she yeah. she, 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 she doesn't text back often, but she texts back when she, she can. But, uh, so, Elizabeth, we would love to have you in the future and keep, keep, uh, Keep an eye on your progress and how you go through um, this journey. And uh-huh. um, as, as residency starts, we're gonna we're wishing you the best. Um, and I hope to have you on here in the future. So no, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Message me. <laughs> All right. All right. That was a wonderful interview by Elizabeth. Now I have Esther Aluo. Um, she's a first-year dentist, practicing, doing 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 a tremendous job. is a is a friend of mine. Um, she's practicing in Houston, so we're gonna have her come on, and then we'll go. Okay, okay. Hey, you, you guys, you guys, do y'all see what's going on here? We got you know two beautiful women coming on. The hair is perfectly, you know, what I'm saying laid, and they, they, they just they just shining. Why this is this is this is. This is this is success. This is what success look like. So Esther, no, how are you doing today? Yes. I am excellent. Can you hear me good? I can hear you. I can hear you. Is it echo or anything? Uh well room? not really. I don't know how it's working on that end, but you know, it's it's, it's we can hear you. Okay. So hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Hi Anthony. Ain't not much, not much. How's your day today? Um, today was actually pretty good. Um I get to go home early, so yeah, so it was good. Some days are stressful. I mean, I had a couple of things didn't go exactly as planned, uh, but hey, I told myself to stop beating myself and up over things that, that I can't control. You, you cannot. 
come and do what? Kill yourself. So Esther, yep. tell us briefly about yourself. Um, so I'm Esther. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, Southwest Ooh. Houston, Texas to be exact. Um, and I'm Nigerian. I'm a dentist. Um, I don't know. I like traveling and things like that for fun, cooking. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to know? I mean, about what me? you you basically kind of selling your market too right now. <laughs> so anyway, I don't need to sell my market. I feel you. I feel you. Oh yeah, that, that yeah 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 yeah. So why did you choose to go into dentistry? Well, kind of like Elizabeth, um, I went to a health professions high school. So if you're from Houston, I went to Debakey High School for Health Professions. And um, being that my parents are Nigerian, I was forced to go there. I really wasn't interested in medicine before going to that school. But I'm actually grateful that I did because God is good. My first, uh, my health science teacher, my first year of high school was a dentist. And she was just bomb. I loved her. She was like real cool, down to earth, always had a smile on her face, really encouraging. And so I just kind of thought about it. And then uh, in high school, you have like uh, rotations, like we had clinical laboratory, we had like a nursing, we had dental, we had a lot of different uh, rotations uh, as you get like higher up. And so when I went to the hospital and I did my rotations, I was like, you know, we were in labor and delivery. I was in ICU, uh, basically just shadowing the nurses. And I was like, yeah, don't want to be a medical doctor because I don't like sick people around me. People like dying. Like it was like two every day I would go home. I would start crying because I'm just like, there's nothing that you could try your best. But sometimes there's nothing you could do. So I was like, I didn't want, you know, people like dying around me and things like that and so I like that's when I was I shadowed an oral surgeon um, at the hospital uh, oral surgeons by the way are dentists they go to four years of dental school and then they do two last years of medical school and then they do a residency in oral surgery so they have a DDS and an MD so um, I was shadowing an oral surgeon and I was like, this is so cool. Like, the oral surgeon and the ENTs, they would kind of work hand in hand. So I was like, man, this is so cool. And so I kind of looked into it. And I, you know, I like the lifestyle that dentists have. I'll be honest. Like, you do four years of undergrad, four years of dental school. And um, most dentists work nine to five. I don't even work nine to five Monday through Friday. I get off at 1 p.m. on Fridays and the money is good um, if you're concerned with that and if you especially be even better so um, yeah there's different avenues a lot of people don't know that you could be a general dentist and then you can specialize like I mentioned there's oral surgeons there's orthodontist there's pediatric dentist so when you're done with dental school you don't necessarily have to go into a residency you can go straight to working and making money or you can do a residency and become, uh, sorry about that. And so those are some options. And so I really enjoyed it. And so I was like, yeah, I could work from nine to five. I could be a doctor. I can help heal people. And, um, I could, I like the aspect because I'm a woman and I was just like, I could be home in time to have dinner on the table or take care of my little kiddos. I have the weekends off so I can 
go to their soccer games or whatever that may need be, or I can travel on the weekends. So um, that's another reason why I chose dentistry. That sounds that sound, that sound like a, a, a wonderful life, life uh, you know, you know, life experience. You know, it was, like, it was like the perfect picture. You get off at five, you know, you can meet happy hour, you know, and you still, yep. and you still make it, making that bread. I love brunch and happy hour, so. <laughs> so tell, tell uh, the viewers a little bit about your educational background that prepared you to be in a position that you're in now. So I went to that health professions high school and so that kind of to going into the medical field and dentistry to be specific and I really like that because I went into college knowing exactly what I want to do and a lot of people when they get to college they're still figuring it out trying to find themselves which is nothing wrong for that but I feel like going to that high school kind of let me hit the ground running the first day of college so I already had a, a goal game plan in mind like I'm trying to get into dental school and so I went to U of H go Cougs for all my Cougs out there and um, uh, I really enjoyed my experience there Uh, very active in Nigerian Students Association Uh, was on the executive board with Anthony Uh, we did a lot of fun things Uh, I'm not going to talk about that too much but it was great and while I was in college I got to do a lot of things dental related that kind of led me into dental school. Uh, I did, I volunteered with Healthcare for the Homeless for two years. I was a medical assistant at the homeless clinic for a year. And then I did like um, the dental assistant at the homeless clinic for about uh, eight, 10 months. Uh, I shadowed at a few dentist office. Um, I was involved with the pre-dental organization on campus, the pre-medical organization on campus. And then I went to, uh, so funny story about my dental school. There's three dental schools in Texas. There's one in San Antonio, there's one in Houston, and there's one in Dallas. So the one in Dallas, uh, when I started dental school, it was Baylor College of Dentistry under the Texas A&M system. When I graduated from dental school, it is now called Texas A&M University College of Dentistry. So I went to Texas A&M University College of Dentistry, which is kind of weird. I'm not used to saying it. Formerly Baylor College of Dentistry. And that's where I graduated from last year, May 2017. Dope, dope, dope. So during this journey, you must have faced some hardships. What did you face? What hurdles did you go through, you know, that oh. allowed you to get oh. to this point? Uh, I cried so many times. Like, let me tell you, going to any kind of graduate school um, is not going to be easy. I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, take this route, like nursing school, you know, it's easier than medical school or go to pharmacy school, like the PCAT is easier than the MCAT or whatever you hear the rumors around everyone saying, let me tell you, don't matter where you go, it is going to be difficult and God will humble you. And everybody that's going into medical school, dental school, pharmacy school, etc., they are creme of the crop. They are, they know they're smart and you think you're smart. You're so used to making good grades and you get to dental school and God's like, here's this L. Let me hand this to you. Let me show you that you need me real quick. So there's many times 
there's many times I didn't do so good on some tests and I cried. Like, I remember I got a C on a test. Don't just, that was my first C. I got a couple of L's bigger than that C, but I had God on my side, so it was cool. But I got my first C in dental school and I cried. And yeah, I'm a crier. And I went to my professor, I was like, what do you mean I got to see? Like, how? And he just kind of told me this, that, and the other. Study harder. He emailed me. The next test was like, guess what? Check your grade. And it was a 99. And let me show you how God works. Because, you know, I would have went in there like, you know, I'm big and bad. I could do this. I study. I don't need nobody but me, you know. And I think the many times God humbled me is because... He needs to tell me, like, this is, you need some prayer. You need me all the time, 24-7. Without me, there's nothing. So every time I, I got an F or a C, um, my prayer game got real, a lot better. <laughs> prayer and, game. Um, <laughs> Hashtag. And those, those Cs and Fs or Ds or whatever turned into As, you know, by the end of dental school, uh, GPA was spectacular. So don't let a little hump on the road stop your show, you know, God wants something for you, nobody else can take that something from you, you know, what's for you is for you, and so that was hard, just getting bad grades for the first time, that was that was humbling. Except for I played physiology, L's was taken left and right <laughs> in college. Oh, yeah, 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 but, so we took this course, we took this course, plant physiology, it was one of like the uh, senior courses in a biology for biology major. That was definitely a challenge. We were in there, you know, fighting sleep every day, you know, trying to, you know, get through it. So, it's so boring. Hey man, hey, we we went through it in college. So, what yeah. sacrifices did you make for the journey to dentistry? Um, I sacrificed a lot of friendships. Um, cause I had to focus a lot of time into studying and into school. So there was a lot of times I couldn't keep up with my friends, hang out with them. And there's some people that, I mean, just fell off with just cause, you know, we didn't, you know, communicate a lot. And so that's one, uh, relationships. Um, I had a boyfriend when I started dental school. Let me tell you, I didn't finish dental school with one, <laughs> So, uh, it's just sacrifices I had to make. I mean, I had, you know, I had to study sometimes and I had to lock myself away. Like when I was studying for my DAT, I'd lock myself away for two months. I didn't have no Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just phone was on do not disturb. Like, you know, so there's times that, uh, I couldn't hang out. I couldn't go out with people. I couldn't hang out with my friends. Some people didn't understand that they thought I was acting funny. Uh, when my niece and nephew were born, I was not there. I couldn't uh, go to my sister's baby shower. I had I had tests. There's many birthdays I didn't get to celebrate because I was studying. Like, I would be in a library, no cake, nothing, uh, studying for my birthday. So there was a lot of times I was like, why did I sign myself up for this? I could be in a strip club. <laughs> or whatever. How can you do it? Making some money, doing things other ways, easier ways. But I just, you know, I'm like, God put this in my path and this is what I'm going to do. So uh, I had to make sacrifices to do it. And one thing you guys will understand in Pipelines through the gram 
is we keep it all the way real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what this is all about. Because nobody's acting like, then. you know, this is all normal people just going and getting it. And everything that Esther said, I can I can back it up 110% because I witnessed most of it. Um, so how did you keep yourself motivated? Or, you know, do you uh, still keep yourself motivated through this journey? How did I keep myself motivated was the fact that I had people, like, looking forward to my success. Like, I had friends around me and family members around me that were rooting for me, and I didn't want to let them down. I mean, I could, I could let myself down all the way, but I had people depending on me, you know? Like, my parents were so proud of me, like, being a doctor, going to dental school. My friends were supportive of me. And I was like, I don't want to let these people down. And I have a lot of mentors that helped me along the way that did a lot of things to support me. And I didn't want to let them down. So I had to keep pushing no matter the times it was hard. Mm -hmm. I let these people that are relying on me, that have, you know, high hopes for me, that think really well of me, I don't want to let them down. So that kind of motivated me. And I was like, I came this far. I gave up so many things for this. Like, I'm not stopping now. So that was my motivation. We'll never stop. We'll never stop. What advice? Amen. What advice (laughs) added to what you said do you have for those viewing, wherever they're at, you know, juggling what they want to do in, in high school, in college, or currently in, in nurse, you know, in dentist school or medical school, what advice do you have? Um, I would say study. Like, number one, study. Because there's some people that are naturally, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, smart. I don't know. Some people that say, you know, they read the book one time and they get it. And they do the math problem one time and they get it. There's some people like that. And um, I don't care if somebody told you that you're not smart or you'll never get into medical school, you'll never get into dental school. Look, anybody who works hard enough will get it. You will get it done. So I would say study. If you have to read that book 10 times and stay in that library 10 hours, do what you got to do to get the results you're trying to get. Don't sell yourself short and don't let people discourage you until you can't do something, like Cardi B would say, knock me down nine times, I get up ten. I you heard know? that line, so, though. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the album, but, you know, I heard that line. Okay, but, you know, I mean, I just saw quotes in the live. I liked it. Uh, but, yeah, it's so true. Like, um, I would say the advice is don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Uh, do what you have to do. You're going to make some sacrifices. There's going to be some parties you can't go to. There's, you know, it's okay. Because when you graduate from wherever and you have the finances to do things, those people that were telling you, oh, you know, you ain't got to study tonight, that you can do it 10 times, you That's know. True. And so that is true. it's pain now, but pleasure later. Trust That's true. me. That's true. That's true. So aside from dentistry and all this, what else do you do? Um, so I like to travel. I just, you know, whenever I can get away, that's another reason why I say I like being a dentist because I don't work on the weekends. So if I can get away for 
for a weekend. Uh, I'll do it uh, if I can, you know, put together some coins and go for a week. I'll do it, you know, as much time as time permits me or finances permit me. I would like to travel and I like to travel more. Um, I like to cook. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, a chef, but I, I really enjoy it. It's a stress reliever for me. If anybody in here lived at Ambrose and you you know, a test was coming because I made like a dozen cupcakes and I would make like a full course dinner for like a family of 10 because, uh, that's just how I really started. I'll be supposed to be studying, but I was cooking of a storm and I would eat. I'll eat, 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 you know, to relieve some stress. So I like trying out new recipes. I really love cooking. It's a stress reliever for me. And eating, especially when it tastes good, is like see, see, Esther can eat so much, but she doesn't even hit the gym like that. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a blessing. Um, I maybe one day it will catch up to me, but I think it's starting to metabolism is slowing down. Your girl's starting to eat salads now. <laughs> You about to be vegan? Nah, but I mean, <laughs> I gotta control it now. But yeah, I really enjoy. I like to cook, um, and um, went back when we were in the say days. We was dancing up a storm, yep. so I do enjoy dancing, and I guess those are some of my hobbies: nice brunching and happy hour. <laughs> Nice, nice. All right, that's that should be it for this segment for you, Esther. You know, so you can be able to enjoy the rest okay. of your night. But we'll definitely Not like you to be back on pipelines to the gram. That's right. Persistency is key. One thing I want to add is that these two wonderful women, um, they all they, they make sacrifices, and you know we have to we have to definitely you know be proud of that because you know women have more. A big role in society and you know it's tough especially at this particular age when you're trying to acquire these these goals there's not an expedited process for just women itself so they can be able to but they have to sacrifice years and dedication and, and, and certain things just to acquire this position and I think you know when we when we see our women in achieving like this we definitely want to shout that even out more you know, as males, we, 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 we're supposed to, you know, provide and all these things. But we got women going out their way. They don't have to really go to this extreme. But that passion and able to make these sacrifices, you know, it's, 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 it's time to. Um, and we, we have, we see two young African-American, you know, women, um, both from, uh, Af- from Nigeria, you know, you know, both from Texas, um, you know, define the odds and, and doing great things. So you guys should definitely reach out to Esther, reach out to Elizabeth, gain some, you know, their free their, their freedom mentor if you want. Um, and any advice yes. that you want to uh, hear from them, they can they can share that. And um, I'm glad, I'm happy that these are two people that I know. So thank you, Esther. And I just want to add. Um, I know I didn't talk too much about, you know, I know a lot of people that follow you are, like, trying to get into medical school. And I know I didn't talk too much about, you know, the tests that we take to get okay. into dental That's school true, and true, the true, board true. exams that we mm-hmm. take while we're in dental school and just the application process. I'm not going to go into it, but if anybody 
is interested in dentistry specific questions, like very specific questions like that, um, what to put on your resume to give you that competitive edge, um, getting into residency programs after dental school, uh, the different specialties in dentistry, uh, definitely DM me um, on Instagram. I guess Anthony can put my the, uh, my Instagram email. It's private, so if you just add me, I probably won't add you. Just, you know, send me a DM and then I know who it is. And or like, uh, if you want my email, I can give you my email, and we can discuss further because I meant to a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I kind of helped get into dental school, so I know what it takes, especially if you're a person of color. I know programs that you can apply to. It's almost guaranteed to get you in the door. And I know people at all the Texas schools that love to help people that look like us, you know, get in the door. So if you have any questions about that, I have the answers and I will try my best to find the answers if you have questions. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, Esther, that will be it for tonight. And we're going to talk. I'm going to holler at you, all right? All right. Good night and bye, guys. Bye bye. All right. So I just wanted to close, you know, by you know adding a little extra. I think we have a little bit, you know, a couple minutes left here. Um, But uh, Jalof, what's good? Um, I just want to share something. I wanted to share this message a few days ago, and you know, I'm in a. I'm. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm in a position right now where I'm trying to figure out, you know, my next plans. You know, trying to get, you know, past this moment, um, know where, you know, I need to go. And, you know, I was just reevaluating the journey. And I just feel like sometimes wherever you're at, you might be starting something or you might be looking forward to becoming something. You might be, you know, trying to find your way. But wherever you're at, the most important thing is to pause for a second and always ask yourself why. What's the, what's, what's important what, what is it that I need to develop as far as in characteristic before I get, get to where I need to go? Because, you know, oftentimes we look at our positions and we, and we, and we, and we start to feel like, you know, we're inadequate. We, 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 we're not where we need to be. But sometimes you're probably where you were supposed to be. You know, you're probably supposed to be where you're at right now so you can develop the wisdom, so you can gain the understanding so when you get where you wanted to get. You don't lose that position, right? If you get into something too fast and you lose it, somebody will look at you like you were already here. You couldn't maintain it. So why give it to you again, right? And it's hard to see these perspectives. And that's something that we always have to, you know, try to get in the zone. And it's hard. We're human, right? You have have a response called fight or flight. When you're scared or something happens, first you do, you know, you're trying to escape. Right. You don't calm down. Or I don't know if you've ever been in a fight before. When you bought the fight, adrenaline is rushing. The first couple punches you might throw, you know, might be wild. But those that are those that train and are prepared for a moment, they're composed. They can calculate everything. They can see it coming. They can weave it and then they'll be able to execute their plans. Sometimes you get into a battle and you have a plan, but your brain is so rattled, you can't execute your plan. So what happens? You get defeated. 
but you go home and you think that you had a perfect plan. You start asking yourself, what happened? It's because you weren't composed enough. You didn't trust the process. You have to trust your process. I watched a fight um, a few nights ago, a heavyweight fight, um, and what's this guy's name again? Um, anyways, he was losing. Um, he was losing, you know, till the till the tenth round, you know, but 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 he 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 pushed himself in that round, tenth round. You probably already gassed, you know. He pushed himself in that round to finish. He threw some wild punches, but he gave it all he had, you know, because he believed in his mission. So regardless of how you feel, always keep pushing. You know, I woke up this morning. I told myself the main thing to have is positivity. Positive mindset and and the willingness to endure. You can't have endurance if you don't endure the moments that happen. It's a long journey, but y'all going to get there. As I always say, it's not about what it looks like. It's about what it feels like. So please check out Doctor's Message, www.doctorsmessages.com. Those that are interested in the giveaway, um, go to my IG at doctor's message um, and tell a friend who's ever whoever's interested. These are MCAT books that I want to give to somebody. So I've been getting emails about, you know, your passions. And if you're interested, you know, somebody who wants free materials, resources to help them. This is what we're here doing. If you know anyone that has resources, hey, bring it this way so we can be able to pipeline all these things so we all can get it. That's the purpose of pipelines to the ground. So I hope you guys had a wonderful, you know, enjoy this session. Um, follow Elizabeth Epo and, and Esther Luo. And that's it, folks. Thank y'all for tuning in to another session of Pipelines Through the Ground. Peace. Ah, let's get it. <sighs>